What's the most overused term in sports to describe fans? I'm a... Diehard? I'm a diehard fan. I'm a diehard fan. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight thirteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Let's start with it. Four in a row the Packers have lost, and what changed for me as a fan, and I wonder if this is what happened to you, I just found it funny. You were laughing <laughs> like, at the misery? I was laughing at my team. When, when that, was it the end of the first half that yes. we got the field goal? Okay, yes. but not not before we had the doink. Is there a more insulting sound in sports than when the the ball hits the goal post Bong. if you're the kick. Bong. Nope, you can't come in here. Because your kick is so good, it's oh. almost three points, and then it's, Bong. <laughs> then it's not at all. And when that happened, I just laughed. Because that would have been that three, what, hilarious. three games in a row where they wouldn't have scored in the first half, something crazy like that? 26 minutes it took for us to get a first down. <laughs> so, fine, I'm not going to stop watching. I will watch every game. I will still build my weekend around it to some degree. Sure, of course. But now, like, I've shifted into, like, let's see how bad we can be. I don't want them to be bad. I would love, I would prefer that we go on some sort of run yeah. or be just okay. And I know that's the worst thing you can be in sports. Mediocre. If you're not great, you got to be terrible because then you can build and then draft picks and all that other stuff. But I have no interest in watching terrible football. But if that's what it's going to be, then fine. That's how I'm just going <laughs> to well, sit there and I'll laugh. That's what it has been. <laughs> wow. And made worse still by the fact that we debuted with a pretty solid win over the Bears, who are terrible. Yeah, this but is true. Pretty solid win. We were 2-1, and one, right? Yeah. Do we lose the next week against Detroit? Haven't won since you were 2-1, and one, right? Right. Correct. Four in a row. I can't remember. Somebody can look it up. It's easily look, look upable. I can't remember four in a row. It wasn't last season. Did we lose four in a row there last season? There was a couple no. of years there that were pretty lean there, like when Rodgers got hurt, something like, you know, broke a collarbone or something. Yeah, right. He missed eight games with the broken collarbone. Wasn't it something like that? But, yeah, no, this is – that's interesting. So you find it funny New territory now. for me. Like, it was just – I wasn't angry. I didn't want to throw I anything. That's, that's I just good. was like – when, it's when almost ball, fun, bad. <laughs> when that ball hit the upright, I just... <laughs> like, this is so absurd. I guess it's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Still Anybody else laughing? laughing? <laughs> 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. Just, what are you doing with yourself during the game? Are you are you still throwing stuff? Are you still angry, mad? Are you laughing? See, like, how are you, what is happening you know, to you? You know what's worse than laughing? Checking out. Right. Like, completely checking I out. Quit. Nope. Meh. Right. Oh, they play today? Oh. I'll go rake the yard instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or are they on? When you're raking instead of watching the game. <laughs> right. Not only not watching the game, not only doing something else enjoyable, but like, actually, no, I'll just get the yard work done. <laughs> I'll do chores instead. This has freed up a lot of hours on my Sunday. Yes. And you said something interesting a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was again the case because Eric and I both went to the Badger game. I do feel like we're watching the same game. Yeah. Saturday's game, like just, and again, I'll give the Badgers some room there as well. 
new coach, you're down your starting quarterback, you're down your first starting two running backs. That's a lot to absorb, but there are basic things happening where we should be better. At least the Badgers have a defense that kind of likes to play sometimes. You know, but let's bag on the Packers' defense all we want. Yeah, well, okay. What well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Not that there aren't things left to be desired there, but like they're out there the whole time. Yeah, no, you're right. You're the right. whole game. What was time of possession? I should look that one up too. <laughs> Forty-five minutes or something. Right. I mean, you're looking at it like we have possessed the ball for like two minutes out of thirty. I don't think it was that bad, but. My goodness, you got to be able to get a first down. I do feel bad for Lafleur having to like go up and then talk about it week after. <laughs> what week. else is left to say? Some of those tough sound bites. I mean, this was bad, and this wasn't as good as it should be. We couldn't do this. Brandon couldn't played do that. Sound, he played one, and it's. I thought it was from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, Are you sure? Might that's as well from be today. That's a tough room to be in, too. I was trying to explain to. My daughter has really been watching a lot of football with me lately. Oh, that's nice and, of you to do that to her now when the team is awful. Well, and terrible, too, because she's just getting super interested in it. She's starting to understand the game. She enjoys watching the game for the game's sake. We're watching some of the, you know, we watched Hard Knocks. We're yeah, watching yeah. quarterbacks. So she enjoys the characters and all that stuff. And so it's it's fun to have your kids, right, get invested sure, in yeah. something. But this is not a great time to help retain her interest. <laughs> right. It helps when you're good, or at least can win a game or get a first down in the first half. Peter on the old National Bank talk and text line lived through the Packers of the 70s and 80s, and the defense was often dragged all the way downfield <laughs> trying to stop all run. Offense seldom made first downs. Brief bursts of, quote, success uh. derailed by committing stupid penalties every time. Seemingly try to mount a comeback in a game. Please never again. Boo! 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 Vince and Eric told my girlfriend before the snap, watch, he's going to miss this. Then doink. (laughs) And yes, I laughed. What else can you do? Oh, man. I heard Larry say last night, he's just like, that's tough to do, to get that many penalties for 100 yards or whatever it was. Like, that's that takes work. Like, it's not an easy thing to be able to pull off. And I think for those who would say, well, you know, you got to give them room and all that. And I, again, we'll, we'll judge this team and Coach LaFleur and his staff and Jordan Love and the defense and the special, all that when you have a body of work of 17 games. I grant you that. But there are things like that, right, that drive you nuts. I don't care if you got a new quarterback or, or not. You shouldn't be getting penalized like that. You shouldn't be getting this one killed me with the Badgers game on a, a the punt team lined up yeah. in an illegal yeah, formation. What do you do? You guys don't know where to stand. <laughs> I don't care who. What it, you don't know where to stand before the ball is snapped. <laughs> Stuff like that's driving me nuts. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Greg it can, and Greenfield. It can, it can only get better. Don't waste your money and time on these dumpster fires. Wow. Would you rather watch paint dry compared to watching these? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something to that. That's what's going to happen. Don't just there. There are loyal fans in this state, absolutely. But everyone gets a little jaded if you start seeing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, and this is when we'll see, because we pride ourselves in Wisconsin as being hardy fans and loyal fans. You hear all the time. It's easy when you've had 30 years of a Hall of Fame quarterback. What's the most most overused term in sports to describe fans? I'm a... Diehard? I'm a diehard fan. I'm a diehard fan. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Right? Are you still watching when we lose two more in a row? If we lose to the Rams... They beat the Rams. That was... They beat the Rams. You heard it here. Did they get steam trained by 
the Cowboys yesterday? Was that the Rams who did? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they got laser beamed. Maybe, maybe the only game that was funnier than ours. Eight twenty-six on Wisconsin's morning news. This week now, nine Republicans officially in the race for president. Former Vice President Mike Pence suddenly announced he's out. Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. I'm traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. It's former VP Pence. He was speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition event and stunned the crowd, even the organizers. Did you hear the crowd there in the background? Kind of, like, whoa. Oh, they were not expecting it. One of the organizers of the event said he was with Pence backstage moments before he went and gave his speech, and the VP offered no indication that this announcement was forthcoming. So mm. it surprised a lot of people. Uh, Pence did vow to stay involved. Now, I'm leaving this campaign, but let me promise you, I will never leave the fight for conservative values, and I will never stop fighting to elect principled Republican leaders to every office in the land. So help me God. All right. S- such as whom? So Exactly, right? <laughs> Please tell us. Speculation turns immediately to endorsement. Not that... And, and here's where it could have an impact, because you're not talking about a lot of votes. If he had a whole bunch of votes to throw at somebody, you know, who are already in his camp, we wouldn't be dropping out. He's not polling well. There aren't a whole ton of votes who are fully committed to Vice President Pence as the, as the nominee. Money is drying up. So therefore, you look at, could this be the beginning of a landslide, of encouraging other people to drop out, perhaps? And could his endorsement kind of give a signal of this is the person or even people that we're going to coalesce around here in the GOP, um, you know, as an alternative to former President Trump, who, who, by the way, still thinks Pence ought to endorse him. Because I had a great, successful presidency and he was the vice president. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, the endorsement is yours. He is not only not going to endorse him, but he's probably going to testify against him in court so i should pick me could you imagine oh that'd be incredible if, if he's endorsing trump and yet also the subpoenaed to testify yeah. right i'm pleading the fifth speculation that it could be former u.n ambassador nikki haley who gets his support well, why is he that has the fought for america and he has fought for israel and we all owe him a debt of gratitude no, that's the speculation. What, just because she's in second place right now, tied with DeSantis? Right. The only other person polling in the neighborhood of DeSantis, both of whom are polling well below Trump at this right, point. Right. Um, no word on any such endorsement. But yeah, I mean, Nikki Haley's been the sort of, you know, as DeSantis has lost steam, Governor of Florida, sort of lost steam or maybe not been as exciting out of the gate as many folks were expecting if they were looking for a formidable opponent to former President Trump. I suppose. She's been the other person who surfaced. She's the most different up there. I suppose you could say Vivek Ramaswamy is very different, but not really palatable for your mainstream GOP types. He's a disruptor. I'm wondering what it would be incredible if something was shocking in Iowa. So what What, what are we, a month and a half? No, longer than that. No, two and a half. Two and a half months. But that's not that much time. 
And then people start paying attention here. The holidays are coming up, so people check out for a little bit and re-enter here in January, and then you're just weeks away. So, right, we'll see. No word again from the Pence camp as to whether or not he's going to make any sort of endorsement. On the other side of the aisle, challenge to President Joe Biden's bid for re-election from a fellow Democrat, Congressman Minnesota Dean Phillips. I invite you to join me in declaring a new American independence, not from another nation or people, rather a new independence from fear and from the status quo. Okay. So he's in. What do you think? What's behind this? So there have been suggestions and some not as quiet as others that, that President Biden may not be able to see this thing through from from Democrats. You know, GOP is through the next four years or through next November. Yes. Through next November. Like that. There's this this undercurrent of people saying like he could drop out or he could win the nomination and then res- say, well, actually, I'm not going to do it. How are we going to you know find somebody else to run? Yada, yada, yada. That's been out there. And it's because recent Fox News poll has President Biden leading former President Donald Trump head to head by like a point. So that that race is razor thin. But the current president trails both Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former Ambassador Nikki Haley in a head to head in that particular poll. And they're all very close. There are a few points. Sure. But the suggestion being there that unless the GOP nominates Trump, former President Biden would lose to almost anybody else on that side who's rising to the top. So, like, can he win? What electability? It's the same thing you're hearing about with Trump. Is he electable? So, as to whether or not this is the guy, though, Congressman Phillips, it seems like maybe not. I was reading on it, and NBC News talked to a number of other members of Congress anonymously because it seems like he's a good guy and everybody likes him. They like him? him? Okay. So nobody wanted to rip him, at least publicly, or put their name on it. But here's one quote from a fellow Congress member. He does have a very good heart, and I believe that in his heart, he thinks this is the right thing to do, but it's quite the opposite, <laughs> said one House Democrat close to Phillips. Here's another. It's a head-scratcher, a <laughs> second House Democrat said Friday, sentiment echoed by many others. He's a great member, a good strategic thinker. I don't know what he hopes to achieve. And yet a third House Democrat from NBC News says he has racked his brain trying to come up with an explanation for Phillips' seemingly last-minute haphazard (laughs) presidential bid. He's well-liked in caucus, and I can't understand what he's hoping to accomplish here. So I'm trying to think of what— Those are your friends. (laughs) Who in Congress would actually—that would be known would actually be worth it to be able to do this? You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't him who no one knows, really, who would that be? Take off the ideological glasses and put on the strategic glasses. Who is that one person that could actually say, hey, you know what? I'm going to challenge the current president. Well, I think to some degree it's why you have President Biden in the White House. Nobody four years ago could do it. You know, who else was was on the bench for the Democrats who was rising to that level? This could be. Well, is that when Klobuchar was like, hey, okay, I'm out because we got to make sure we get somebody in. Yeah, if it was going to be somebody from Minnesota, you'd expect it to be her. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking and, of Minnesota. And not this guy. So see if there's any other news on that uh, as it comes out in the coming days. But if there is a legit challenge to President Biden's road to the nomination for the Democrats, this may not be it. 8.33 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
640 on Wisconsin's morning news. Storm team forecast for Halloween includes chance for snow. <laughs> Cloudy right. with a snow mix likely from Storm Team 4's chief meteorologist Brian Isnansky. This says we could go up to three inches I northwest of Milwaukee. I don't think it'll be as bad as it was a couple of years ago. I remember that one. That one was rough. A Halloween snowstorm. This one I don't think will be as bad. I remember that one because my oldest daughter, Ella, was in the musical at the fireside. It was a Christmas story. So, like, based on the movie, there's mm-hmm. also a musical. And so, again, first of all, we we're driving out to the fireside in Fort Atkinson how many nights, night after night. And they, they their opening night was on Halloween. And the cast was saying, well, this is what we get for opening a Christmas show on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. It was, what a disaster. Speaking Do you have a lot of trick-or-treaters or no? Uh, we haven't had any yet. Oh, that's right. You're are, we're Tuesday on night. I was yeah. a little bleh about some of the costumes. I think the best one I saw was uh, Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and if I, you awesome. don't even know who Bob Ross is. You get extra candy. So. Well done. Was it a wig or was it actually permed hair? It was a wig um, and glasses, and he had the painter's stuff that he was carrying around, too. So It's good. It was pretty good. But other than that, it was like, meh. And what, since when do you have to stand outside for them to realize you're giving candy out? There was I had to stand out there, otherwise they'd walk past my house. I, I got inflatables. You... I had the light on. Yeah, aren't you supposed to just put the light on? Yeah, and then like I make them work. Come up to my door. Same yeah. thing happened to me, Deb. We had like three people on our street, and kids are just yeah, zzz, yeah, walking like, by. Hey, I had to I wave them down. Hey, here. hello. <laughs> my dog was dressed up as a submarine. I was like, is this not oh, advertisement enough? We got to the end of the night hmm. too, and I, like. So we didn't have, and I feel like I've said this the last number of years, not as many trick-or-treaters, I guess, mm-hmm. as we were expending. You're always, you're always worried about running out of candy. You don't want sure, to be that house right. either. But, like, it was 6 o'clock. We went till 7, and, you know, my wife and daughter were doing the candy handout, and they're, you know, take two, take two. I'm like, dump that thing <laughs> exactly. in there. Exactly. I was given handfuls out by the end. Well, so that's what happened to my daughter. My daughter trick-or-treated first round. She's going to treat again on Tuesday, Amazing. of course. But she went to Sussex because my, my in-laws live there, and she's got a lot of friends in Sussex, so... Went trick-or-treating in Sussex, and she got 11 pounds. They weighed the bag. Wow. Because at the end, that's what was happening. People were like, take two handfuls as yep. big as you Please. can. Please yep. get this candy out of my house. Uh, Greg Pancake Hill is a little bit uh, anxious about today's. We have, we have a meeting today at noon, and he's already kind of telegraphing that he may not attend the meeting on account of the work that you have assigned to him. Yeah, so, let it be known. I'm not going to that meeting. This is the official um, dip out. Tiff, you've been warned. Right. Well, so this is exciting, though. This is an exciting moment. The reason he's skipping the meeting is because he's working on our annual tradition, our holiday radio show, which we do every year on Wisconsin's Morning News. And this will be the second. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's tomorrow. It drops tomorrow. So I think the rollout's going to be... We'll have a keyword, so you can text the keyword, and we'll send you a link to the podcast. And then I still think we should just run it on the air, too. But you're fighting back on that one, so we'll have to have a, we'll have to figure that one out a little bit. Eric likes to do this. So this is like made like the old-timey radio shows. So I like how he couches this whole thing. Anyway, well, I just try to explain what, what this is. How what, would like, I what is show? this? If I How were listening we? to it and I'm hearing this, what am I listening to? <laughs> it's an old-timey radio show based on that bit. Last year was The Smoke. Mm-hmm, where we all turned inside out. Original work by Eric Bilstead. <laughs> this is based on something that you actually wrote for school, like a like an essay assignment. Yeah, I was 12. I found the essay, and it said, it said I got an A for just the merit of the piece. You did good work. 
Uh, and then I got a C because it was too incredibly violent. So we'll leave it at that. Huh? <laughs> and you have now adapted this for the radio yeah. stage. And uh, Greg is producing it for us. You want to hear just a little little tidbit? I don't. Okay. But... <laughs> All right. Here, here it is. What? Uh, I thought I'd just get cold for Christmas. Well, sure, if you do one thing wrong, but you've been naughty all year long. The clock was ticking down. Three, two, one. The large blade fell. Ah! And Billy awoke. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. How long is it going to be? It's 17 minutes. I'm just kidding. It's, I don't know, just a couple of minutes. Greg? <sighs> We're looking at like, it's like a six and a half minute piece right now. Yeah. Where are we going to play six minutes of this nonsense on this? <laughs> Blow up the clock. <laughs> I'll just have Debbie do traffic in the middle of it once. It'll be fine. <laughs> we have to have an intermission. You don't want an intermission for a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> How can right. we have an intermission? I need to go to the bathroom while I'm doing traffic. <laughs> right. I don't know. So tomorrow. We'll figure it out tomorrow, but we will unveil it tomorrow. You'll be able to listen to it as many times as you want. I think we should ask people tomorrow whether they want to hear it or not. Whether they think On the radio. It is violent. Again, 12-year-old Eric speaking here. 846 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight fifty, ten 10 minutes to 9 on Wisconsin's Morning News on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line from Colin and Delafield. Guys, this year's show can't be worse than last year's. I'm looking forward to the five <laughs> minutes I'll never get back again. <laughs> hey, that's a challenge right there. Peggy in Waukesha says she wants to hear it. Jeff in Brookfield. Guys, please put Eric's show on the radio tomorrow. Thanks. Okay. We'll see. 12-year-old Eric. <laughs> Wonderful night, really cool night uh, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee Press Club honored seven local journalists with induction into the Media Hall of Fame. That event was uh, Friday evening. Caught up with our friend Gene Miller. Gene himself, a Hall of Famer, and he's still really active in the Press Club. In fact, uh, those who were nominated, or those who won the award or induction into the Hall of Fame, if you will, said it was Gene that called them. A number of them said, so... Answer my phone. It's Gene Miller. So he was like the Hall of Fame guy. Yeah, he's like hey. knocks on the door, walks into the house. <laughs> he had congratulations. a whole with balloons and stuff. <laughs> I didn't ask Gene if he had balloons. <laughs> you knock on the door. Hey, awesome. Congratulations. This is the moment you've been waiting for. You know, we we talked with our friend, longtime colleague of mine, Susan Kim, on Friday. Our interview with Susan is up at wtmj.com and on our podcast page. If you want to hear that, uh, her speech was super sweet. Remember, she said that now they were told five minutes for the speech, right? Yeah, she said she'd go eight. She yeah. already ad- admitted. It was kind of like, yeah, it's going to run a little long. 11 and a half. <laughs> All right. But Good it was wonderful. You, and she was very kind to me and said a bunch of nice stuff. So. Okay, that's nice. Uh, this morning, though, I wanted to bring you a couple of other voices. So this is a guy that probably most folks don't know, although he's super popular around town and a, a great guy in the community, but I just mean he's not forward-facing in the work that we do. Andrew Triplett, longtime photojournalist at TMJ4, who not only made a career of shooting video, of course, but photographers, they also have the job of breaking in all the new reporters, right? Anchors come and go less often than reporters. Many reporters are here for a cup of coffee, and then there's a new one. Mm-hmm, Another two mm-hmm. years, oh, here's this new one. Bright-eyed, bushy tails, yep, just yep, like yep. Old young Vinny. Hey, can we go do this? Can we go do that? So Tripp's got to break them all in. Working with people, you know, you and I were in a Netflix film, right? <laughs> the Avery stuff. The right? Avery stuff, you and I. But anyway. We've never been more famous. We've never been more famous. True story. Making a murderer. Yeah, Andrew Triplett and I were there at the Avery compound in Manitowoc the day that he was released from prison that first time for his wrongful conviction. 
And Andrew and I were the guys, you know, you spend a lot of time in the car together. Mm-hmm. You're a two-person sure. team very often. But I remember that was like a historic day. And there we were, both of us doing our interviews in the background of the Netflix Making a Murderer, right? And he and I, both our phones blew up. Like, hey, saw you on TV. Well, this is actually we're on TV every day. <laughs> but I also asked Trip. I thought you'd find this interesting. Everybody's got a camera now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So everybody, for better and for worse, I think there are some very positive things about it, but everybody can shoot video. Everybody can be a reporter, right? You can edit video right there mm-hmm. on your phone. But what about the art? Like Guys like Andrew and other really great photojournalists, they're trained and they're skilled and they're experienced, and there's an art to photojournalism. A picture is a thousand words shot by now a thousand people, but then there's still photographers. That means composition that means lighting that means making the image even greater and that's something you got to learn it won't come to you as a christmas gift let's just put it that way <laughs> you knew Andrew, Andrew, right oh trip was a great guy and he He's talked to anybody guy. and that more than his pictures and they were great pictures and the lighting and all the other stuff that he mentioned it was you know for me it's it's companionship, and it's and it's a teammate when you're out there in the field, and particularly as things work. New reporters are young when they come here, and oftentimes you're teamed up with a veteran like Andrew, and you go to a scene, and you're like, let's go talk to this guy. And he's like, nope, this is the guy you want to talk to. This is the woman who's in charge. You know, They can point the mm-hmm. stuff out right. that the newbies right. don't know. So very important people and happy for Andrew. Also talked with Colleen Henry. Oh, yeah, from Channel 12, right? Long-time investigative reporter over there at WISN 12. I, I both loved when I ran into her in the field, and I also hated it <laughs> when I was a reporter. She's a dogged reporter. Exactly. So on the one hand, you'd benefit from the questions that she would ask that nobody else asked. On the other hand, you kind of felt like you might get beat today because <laughs> Colleen mm-hmm, was right? experienced and knew what she was doing. But I asked her about the first time I remember being in the field with her was during the pension scandal. Remember Tom Amon and that whole thing broke and it was Amon's like first public appearance since everybody was banging on his door like, hey, what about this million dollar payouts? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he was a hermit. He would hide out. And so he gives this news conference and announces this guy's going to resign and this is what I'm doing. And he's going to take no questions. And she was the one who shouted out as he's walking off the stage, much to his surprise, she goes, hey, Tom, why aren't you going to resign? <laughs> hey, great question. <laughs> right. And he looked, like, really startled. But she was the one who would shout that out. Isn't that funny? The stuff that comes out of your mouth, you know? I mean, it's But it didn't come out of everybody's mouth. It came out of yours because you had the courage to ask those questions. That might be true. I think I was also the kid, you know, like, in school when I'd say the teacher would be going on and on and on. And I'd say, is that going to be on the test? <laughs> she would, That's I mean, a great question. Right? Her Another signature question. attribute to me was she did not care about being liked by the subjects of her investigation or by some politician or somebody who is... And that is so important. Didn't care. Maybe you'll be mad at me because I asked this, but it's my job to ask it. I don't feel like we have enough of that anymore. Agreed. Knocking on doors. She came to your office. She tracked you down, and she asked the question. Usually, you know, you'll ask questions like that, and you get nothing. But periodically, you ask the really obvious question, and all the other reporters look at you like, that is so obvious. Like, did you kill that man? And... I, on a handful of occasions, they may not have said, yeah, I stabbed him to death, but they will say amazing things. <laughs> Is that her? That's right? fantastic. They may not oh. say I stabbed him to death, but they'll say something. Yeah, they'll give you a little piece of something. Yeah. Right. 
waiting for the softballs from everybody else. And, and there she was throwing fastballs right down the middle. That's so, awesome. Uh, congratulations to Colleen. Of course, my friends from TMJ4, Andrew Triplett, Susan Kim, also into the hall, Joy Cardine from Wisconsin Public Radio. From the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Rick Rommel, and posthumous awards going to longtime JS staffers Robert Dye, reporter and photographer Alan Scott. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mostly sunny and cool today in your Storm Team forecast, sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. I have 43 degrees today. Should dip down below freezing tonight, even in Milwaukee. Low temperature down to 30 under increasing clouds. And then for your Tuesday... Halloween, trick-or-treat if you still got it. Cloudy with snow, likely. One inch around Milwaukee could see up to three inches northwest of the city in a high of just 38 degrees. We're right at the freezing mark right now in Milwaukee.